going on everyone and welcome to around the metaverse our weekly show we bring together some of the best content creators from the web3 gaming community talk about all the recent news and give you guys everything you need to know to stay up to date my name's adam i'll be your host today but more importantly as always we've got a great group of guests for y'all first and foremost we've got crypto stash in the house how's it going stash I mean, we out here, right? Coming That's off deep. your, <laughs> yeah, we're out here. We're doing it. Coming, uh, out it's your, Monday. coming off your uh, fresh wind from uh, alluvium earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, exactly. Coming off a fresh wind from uh, my uh, alluvium disc battles against Bryson the Evil, Bryson the <laughs> Evil, and I took him down. Stash, Agent Stash the Righteous, took him down. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It was cool. It's a random thing. I mean, that's it. Let's be brutally honest. Skill. It's kind of right. all skill. It's all skill. It's all skill. Classy over here bo boasting the highest score in the battles. I, I, I almost, I tried to take him down. But... All skill. Yeah, all skill I'm not going to lie. I was on the chat and people were, were rooting for Bryson. In fact, Inspector Mindblow, my opponent last time, came on and said that Stash was trash, but kind of humbled him <laughs> a little bit. I was like, the mega Stash was going to come out. And I mean, look at this man. Beautiful represent. Yep, represent. Well, yeah. For those uh, who, who I'm sure know already, we got Classy Crypto in the house. Classy Crypto <laughs> Gaming also, a.k.a. Uh, how's it going, man? Happy to have you back on the show again. Big Vibers, big Vibers. It's happy to be here again. I think we're going to have an interesting conversation. I, I think the people are going to be pretty hyped to see what we talk about because there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, yeah, a lot going on, man. I mean, we're going to be talking about some Web 2 stuff. We're going to be talking about some Web 3 stuff. There's a whole lot going on that uh, you guys might not know about if you haven't been paying attention. Uh, but we still got, we've, uh, we've got some returning faces and some new faces as well. Uh, we've got Savage Santi, another GIA senior agent and content creator. How's it going, Savage? Good to have you back. Hey, it's going great. Thanks for having me back. I, I can't wait to talk about these topics. I love Web 2 and I love Web 3. So this is right up my alley. Hell yeah, man. Let's get into it. And then last but certainly not least, we've got a new face on the show. We've got Rustin. Is it Cavill? Am I pronouncing it right? Cavill? Okay, good. Head or formerly head of content or creator relations at Gala and now working on a new startup. It's still in Web3 that is uh, in, in seek stealth mode. Uh, so keep an eye on his socials that are linked in, in below and hopefully soon we'll, we'll know more. <laughs> How's it going, Rustin? Yeah, going well. Thanks so much for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. Uh, and then for those watching, before we hop into things, don't forget to hit subscribe and like on the video if you're not doing that already. Uh, help show the YouTube algorithm who's boss. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about a huge Web2 game or, or game development company that is behind EVE Online uh, coming into Web3 here with an announcement that they just got funded a ton of money. Uh, and they're going to be working on a Web3 game in the same universe. We're going to be talking about Sky Mavis and if they can make a comeback here with the Ronin blockchain. Uh, and maybe we'll see what Axie Infinity can do here too in the future. I want to get your guys' opinions on that. And last, we're going to be talking about if E3 is dead. So I don't know if you guys saw, but E3, the I mean, it had been kind of canceled and on the back burner for a while ever since COVID. Uh, but this was the first year it was supposed to happen again as an actual in-person event. Uh, and they they recently announced that the whole thing was canceled because a bunch of people pulled out. Uh, and I want to see if, you know, E3 is dead and some Web3 conferences that uh, have been going on in our plan for the future might be taking their spot. But let's dive right into things first and foremost with EVE Online possibly coming to Web3 or definitely coming to Web3 with an announcement that CCP, the game development company behind EVE Online, one of the biggest space-themed MMOs of all time. I mean, it's been around for 20 years 
uh, is coming. The at, basically got yeah, basically got funded with forty million dollars uh, from A16Z, and I think mm -hmm. some other maybe smaller uh, funding got put in there from other places as well. Um, but they're going to be developing an entirely new blockchain game that's set in the same universe as Eve Online. Now it's supposedly not going to be an actual like extension of the actual Eve Online game as you know it today. Um, you know, who knows if it's actually going to be an MMO? I'm not even sure if they specified that, um, but it will be set in the same universe. So, uh, you know, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on what this means, seeing a big developer like this make an official announcement uh, as we've continued to see them. Uh, Stash, let me ask you first, man. Do you think this is significant to see CCP uh, and EVE Online, the, the or at least the universe of EVE Online, uh, coming into Web3? Yeah, I mean, I think this is big, man. You know, like you said, Eve has been the MMO, right? I mean, the space MMO forever. So when you talk about building an MMO or anything space themed, you, this has Eve has to be in the conversation, right? So to have them come on board and say, hey, you know, we're going to give this a shot. We're going to check out using Web3 tech in our our latest game. And I, I mean, it's not, and it's not, it's even bigger than them just saying, we're going to check it out and start using it. We've seen a lot of other development studios do that, right? We've seen Ubisoft do it. We've seen Square Enix do it now. We're seeing, uh, you know, Sony coming on board. We're seeing a lot of studios coming on board saying, yes, we're going to start using NFTs or Web3 technology. But CCP goes even further. They say, hey, no, we're actually going to be incorporating this into a game that is in the same world as our big hit right as eve online so i, I mean I, I don't see how it couldn't be a multiplayer game and some sort of weird extension right uh maybe it's like an alternate universe <laughs> you know that'd be kind of an interesting way of doing something like that right it's like this alternate uh you know mirror universe or something i, I they, they haven't released a lot of details we know that right so mm -hmm. right now we're just speculating but there is a lot of really cool ways that you could incorporate this into the universe and still make it feel like something significant and not uh, just tacking it onto EVE Online, but then also not something completely separate. And I think that's the, that's the big thing here, right? That's the big takeaway, is that it's not something completely separate, which like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something that is going to be connected to EVE Online in some sort of way. That's big. So it won't be the main game. We know that. Okay. But... But having the company on board and wanting to explore that, I think, could be huge because, you know, there there's massive economies inside of EVE. And if those could be tokenized in some sort of way or 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 the markets or things can be helped by using blockchain technology to kind of track things, I think that'd be great. I think it'd be great, you know. Well, yeah, and ho hopefully it's, you know, no uh, no Web3 DLC, right? We not, not just like some EVE Online clone with like, you know, what Diablo uh, Immortal is to the Diablo franchise, right? With, uh, you know, just like blockchain thrown in there. But uh, yeah, that's so what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, ho hopefully. Yeah, it's not like I, I, and I don't think they would do that. I think that this is kind of a little bit of a bigger thing. And I think they're going to make something that's going to be kind of connected in some sort of way. But yeah, you're right. Not part of the main experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's, you know, according to them, production on a new title, and this is going to be dubbed Project Awakening, but, you know, set mm -hmm. in the same world as EVE Online. Um, and for, you know, for those of you uh, out there who are EVE Online viewers, keep an eye on that Project Awakening, because uh, they should, they hopefully will be re releasing some more information about that soon. But I want to speculate on if it is an MMO, um, because that seems to be like the area in Web3 that I feel like we're like the furthest b behind, you know, like we're making some good strides yeah. in areas, but well. like... 
a solid M. Well, yeah, you know, well. No, it makes. I mean, you, 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 it has to be. I mean, like if you think about it, right, guys? You know, MMOs just take a mm-hmm. long ass time. So of course we're the farthest behind in it being a, a MMO use case. And there, there's some of the hardest things to be adopted over time too, right? Like they take a long time to build, and then it's also really hard to get like a good solid community around an MMO that will stick around and play it for a long time. Well, yeah, not only that, I mean, with an MMO, my fear is, like, will it will will it be possible, like, will adding blockchain actually make it beneficial, like, for the development company and make it worth their time to build out the game economy in the same way that they do previously? I mean, Rustin, what's your opinion, man? Like, do you think a Web3 MMO is going to work? Like, will development companies be able to build out an in-game economy that has real-world value tied to it and not have it kind of get out of control and ruin the game? Yeah, it's an interesting question. MMOs are complex, not just from the development standpoint, but from an economic standpoint. So I I take a bit of a contrarian view on uh, tokenized, um, like tokens directly within games. Um, I wrote an article a couple of months ago, kind of outlining some of my thoughts on this. And I think it's really going to be about the implementation because like if we think about traditional MMOs, traditional games, they can crash their economies all the time without it affecting their user base. So if they need to just inflate their in-game currency uh, in order to be able to attract users or change feature sets and things like that, then they can do so. Uh, if they need to just remove a bunch from circulation, they can just a few taps of a database and do so as well. And so whenever you actually tokenize currencies that are used inside the game, it becomes extremely complex because you don't have those same mechanisms of control. And so you have to be extremely intentional and thoughtful about the approach to actually implementing the tokens. And so kind of my thesis is a hybrid approach. I believe that NFTs make a ton of sense within video games. Um, The tokens or the in-game currencies, I kind of, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that there are ways to be able to have tokens inside of games, but maybe have some kind of mechanism in between like an in-game currency and a token itself. And then that allows the developer to change what the, I guess, uh, exchange would be or exchange rate between like an in-game currency and a tokenized um, tokenized version of it. I think that that might be more simple for the developers long-term because you really run the risk of really hurting the economy and your user base if you really mess up on economics early on. Well, yeah, you think about like any times that's happened in uh, like game, like, wow, and how hard it is for them to recover, not with those elements tied to the game uh, and how hard it would be with blockchain tied into it. Stash, were you about to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, you make a great point there, Rustin, you know, with the economy like that, I think that it's important to note, like, yeah, if you screwed up from the beginning, that's it, man. <laughs> you know, you, you may have screwed Jeez up out from- of the bottle. You may have screwed it up forever. The genie is out of the bottle, like I yeah, like I said here earlier. Uh, you know, but the good thing about it though is that Eve, you know, the, the this company, right, uh, CCP, they have such a long time running Eve and managing that digital economy. I mean, that like if you think about it, if anyone's going to do it and do it successfully, they have the best chance, right? They exact they know how to fine tune an economy, and keep it uh, going for a long time. That's the type of people I think that are going to make a great MMO. Yeah, and I mean, particularly in their case, like because it's been around for so long, there are already in Web two like third party mm-hmm. marketplaces set up around the game 
where I'm sure the develop. I mean, ho hopefully at least the developers at CCP are, you know, I'm sure they are aware of it, but like, I hope they would be considering like how that ties, you know, that existing and how it ties into what they're doing with this new game. Uh, Savage, let me ask you, man. I mean, like, what sort of challenges do you think that they're going to have to like overcome in building this this new Web3 game, particularly for like, you know, choosing a blockchain or like deciding how to market to like the Web3 community or, or their their own, you know, their own player base uh, and mm -hmm. vice versa? Honestly, they're obviously going to have a lot of challenges. I think for the most part, they're going to know what they're doing because they have a ton of uh, experience. I started playing that game when I was 20 years old and uh, had a lot of fun with it. I still play it every now and then. But um, the, the thing is, they do a lot more right than they than they get wrong. So I think that the challenges that they do face, they'll be able to squash. And I think the biggest thing for them is making a game that has plenty of content. Because if, they, if it is an MMO, MMOs need content and content that people want to do. Because if no one wants to play your game, it doesn't matter you know whose name is on it. That game will fade very fast. So I think we've all seen um, thousands or hundreds of thousands of games that have just, you know, are just gone now. I mean, think of the 20 year history of Eve. How many of those titles, how many titles came up and are gone now? Mm -hmm. You know, Age of Conan, gone, you know, uh, Rift, gone. Uh, you know, uh, there's tons of games that are just just gone that were supposed to be great. You know, there's, and, there's, uh, a, there's a whole graveyard that we could walk through, you know, there's like yeah. a whole graveyard of games. Well, they were good. And that's the thing, man, is that like games mm -hmm. are good. It's just it's just like. Man, I, I look at it just like like you know TV series. You know, there's some TV series, and they're like, man, they're so good. But then sometimes they 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 get to be such a hit, and then they they're like, how do we end it? We want to keep going because it's such a hit. Keep more seasons, more seasons, and then they get to a point where like it's just everything's all jumbled because it just kept trying to go, and there was not you know like you kept beating this dead horse. And it's like mm -hmm. if you had just ended it at the right perfect time and just said boom and left it there, like like a pre, like a work of art. I think it's a lot of times where, where these expressive, you know, creative endeavors miss the mark sometimes is they don't understand, like, you know, these creative endeavors, yeah, they're games, yeah, we play them, but they are a creative endeavor, and there is a, a life cycle for these things, sure. and that's the same thing with games, and we see, like, really great games come, people play them, they're amazing, boom, they fall out of, uh, out of uh, you know, favor for the next thing, and then, then they're gone. And, and maybe they're gone, gone, you know, gone for good. Who knows? <laughs> like some of these <laughs> multiplayer ones in particular, like live service games, uh, it happens to quite often. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think EVE Online has been around long enough where, like you've all said, hopefully they're going to be doing something pretty, like they're going to be doing a good job with this next one. And like, Classy, I want to get your opinion on on this. You know, you, you look at like all of the major MMOs that came out and like are still around with some popularity today, like World of Warcraft, uh, you know, Genshin Impact is super big. Uh, Final Fantasy is super big. EVE Online, of course. Um, you know, do, do you think that, like, when do you think we're going to get to a point where the next major MMO comes out, like World of Warcraft, when, you know, they were they had news articles, you know, when it, when it makes CNN and they're saying your kids shouldn't be playing this, like, when are <laughs> we going to, when are we going to get a Web3 game uh, that, that hits that mark? Or, like, how far out are we on that, do you think? Well, I mean, we've got to think about the fact that, I mean, I remember watching a KG video back in the day where you could earn money playing Rust or something like that. More than likely, that's where we're headed first in terms of MMOs. I know that, you know, I'm pretty big on Terra Luna Classic, and at some point, one of our big economics guys went over to Mojang and Minecraft, and then they were going over to RuneScape and Jagex, and Jagex was kind of like, well, look into it, but we're not too sure about this thing. 
And I think that's the problem in terms of regulations. We've got no idea where the heck we're going over the next year or two. I would say probably either a company integrates itself into a MMO and then just gives people the opportunity to earn instead of having a black market, which pretty much every game has, to be honest, in an MMO. Or it's just going to be like, okay, this Web3 MMO comes out. It has an untested economy, and hopefully it goes well. Cross your fingers. Kind of like Axie Infinity. Mm -hmm. Until that happens, until an MMO fails or succeeds, that's going to be kind of the limelight. Because if it works, then every other MMO is going to be like, okay, I'm comfortable with tokens now. Or I'm comfortable with NFTs. Let's go ahead and go for it. But if it doesn't work, it's kind of like what Stash was saying before and the whole graveyard narrative where... It's cool if a game works and it's cool if you go ready player one, but all of a sudden, if it doesn't work, then, you know, billions of dollars are lost in an ecosystem. It's not a joke. So uh, I'd rather us fail a couple of times and figure it out before somebody goes crazy on an MMO to do it. Billions of billions of user dollars, too. I, you know, is, yeah, is, exactly. Is, user dollars is follow like, the money, know. baby. Well, the follow company's the gonna be all right, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, at least the people from if the company dissolves, I'm sure at least the people there are at the top. Uh, you know, at traditionally, right. as it's as it's gone in in previous cases, uh, they tend to do all right, uh, regardless. But uh, you know, I think Eve Online, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what what they release when they do, because like you know, we already have some competition, and if, if you know, if it's set in the same universe uh, in Web three, like you know, what what I wonder what Star Atlas uh, has to say about about this. Like you know, I, I'm sure they are. That, you know, I'd be a little at, nervous, probably. This, you know, yeah, I'm sure they're looking at this and like, oh Eve, shit, don't man, don't steal our shtick. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we better, we better kick it, kick it into high gear, and you know, get our shit together. And not to say that they don't, you know, of course they do. Um, but like, you know, we, we, they want. I'm sure they want to beat out Eve. Of course, they want to beat out Eve, and w hopefully, we'll see this bring some good competition to what they're building right now. Um, but speaking of, you know things that uh you know might return from the grave as people have said uh, about star atlas um let's move on to our next topic here talking about something else that i think uh some people have some mixed opinions on and, and that's sky mavis and the newest addition to the ronin network and the newest uh external game outside of sky mavis that they're bringing onto ronin network um and for those of you who, who aren't up to speed on this uh, Sky Mavis is the company behind Axie Infinity. They created their own layer two for Ethereum specifically for Axie Infinity initially called Ronin Network. Um, you know, they said it was going to be uh, something that brought on other games. They even held like a accelerator program for some games that were going to be coming on um, kind of through their own community that didn't really pan out too well. But now they actually have a game that's going to be onboarded and working on the Ronin Network called uh, the Machines Arena. Yeah. The machines arena, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I want to get your guys' opinion on if this is gonna, you know, we've we talked about this before, but is is Sky Ma is this gonna be the turning point for Sky Mavis? Are they coming back? You know, is this what's gonna bring everyone to Ronan Network? Everyone maybe back to Axie Infinity somehow? I don't know. I want to get your guys' opinions on it. Uh, Classy, let me start with you this time, man. I mean, do you think that Sky Mavis is ever gonna make a, a, a comeback in the way that they did with with Axie? Like, is this, you know, is bringing on the Machines Arena and say maybe other uh, other external games going to help help with the situation they're in? Okay, so I've I've been pretty extensive about this. Uh, Sky Mavis doesn't like me too much, but I will say I will say I love MOBAs, and I love MOBAs that it can encapsulate players and be complex enough where there's upgrades and there's all these different things you have to do. 
Mishishi, the Machines Arena is a little bit simple, but I do think by far it's the best game they have. It's not even close. And we can all agree that there's a couple other games that are coming out. They have a really small pool for their actual grants program. Somehow they're making it work that I feel like it, it probably won't be Axie Infinity level, but absolutely that ecosystem is going to survive. Like it's, it's going to survive. Maybe not Axie Infinity, but I know that the other games are actually kind of fire. And I've played the Machines Arena. I've had fun playing it. I was a league challenger. So if I enjoyed it, I'm sure other people that like MOBAs will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this too, like it, it, I, of, I think too, you're right there that it probably is the best like actual game that that is available currently uh, over on Roner Network. I mean, you know, but I'll say this. I mean, not not a not hard competition. competition to win. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, but I see, like, I feel like that, you know, it's just different Five styles. Five games. Like some, some, some people that like... isn't, like, that isn't really the style of game for some people. Like, I can see how some people would argue otherwise and say that they like Axie over that game just because of, like, you know, just because of, pl- pl- like, player, you know, player's <laughs> choice, player opinion. I don't know, man. Not my opinion personally, but I'm sure there are some out there that that feel that way. All right, all right, Stash, let, let me hear your what, what you have to say about it. Then, man. Like, what, what do you what do you think about the Machines Reason Arena and let me go get my track and then go my get my gas can. Hold on, let me get the gas can. Uh, no, nah, you know, I honestly, man, it looks good. I I actually downloaded. I haven't had a chance to jump in and play the game, but just the gameplay footage that I saw it looks like really solid. You know, um, I think this is more of a boon in the fact that, okay, here, okay, here's how I, here's how I'm going to call it, right? Axie Infinity is a network looking to attract developers to their their network. You know, having some sort of grants or being able to give some money to these developers that want to do something here. I think that they got a good, you know, kind of um, what do you call it? Like a, like like a, a a good amount of promotion. Two people out there as the whole net, Ronin network thing was going on. A, Axie was kind of winding down. It's so popular, but then Ronin gets hacked. Um, you know, I think that, that you know, there have been, an, uh, an, is there, there was enough interest is what I'm saying, even between all these things, for them, for them to get at least one quality thing, right? Uh, they have enough money to attract it. They have enough, you know, kind of clout still to attract it. And they did. They landed at something that looks actually pretty solid. So I, I mean, is this going to be the savior for Axie? Uh, no, hell no. Axie's dead. That that game is donezo, man. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but it is. It's, it's just not a good game. Uh, does that mean Ronin Network is going to go away? I mean, maybe, probably not. But is it going to be? You know, like at this point, like how far behind are they in comparison to all of these other similar networks? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to be developing a game, and I'm going to need to choose a network. Am I choosing like a ZK EVM from Polygon Immutable or a Ronin Network? Mm-hmm. ZK EVM, Ronin. ZK EVM, Ronin. ZK EVM, man. I mean, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm sorry, but like, that's just where it's at. Like, why, why are you going to, why would you choose to build on Ronin Network, man? Like something that was just like already proven unstable. Maybe they've come back. Sure. But, uh, you know, with a team, it's, it, there's so many things. Like, why would you just start off right there? Like, that's where you're starting off. $600 million. Dollars. Where's, uh, where's, where's Kagi? Million dollars. Remember when, <laughs> remember when Lo- Rodan launched? Where, where's Kagi with, like, Rodan to $5 or, like, you know, whatever. Let's go. The Ron, Ron boy. Yeah, the, the Ron, <laughs> the Ron Rocket. The Ron Rocket. Uh, no, but I, I completely agree with you there. And, Rustin, that's what I wanted to ask you, man. Like, 
why like if, if you're if you're a business right now looking to or a, a game development company looking to kind of you know looking to partner with a blockchain what should what, i mean obviously the choice is not ronin right now i mean if you look at what polygon and immutable just you know worked on and announced together uh in my opinion that's the obvious choice for anyone looking to do anything right now um but like what what could what is sky mavis going to need to continue to do uh to make them you know competitive with some someone like immutable or polygon i think it's going to be really tough they have just some really really deep scars um and then i'm sure that they just spent a ton of time trying to heal those scars to get to this point and so in the i guess the industry that we're in right things move so so quickly that we're starting to see zk l1s starting to prop up right and it's really really difficult um i think to build network effects on kind of older tech like just echoing what you said if if you're a developer like are you going to something that's newer or something that had some fatal errors in the past. Um, there's got to be something to attract developers beyond just cash. Um, because like the technology, the, the L1 doesn't make a game, but it can certainly break it. Like if we take some examples from traditional gaming, the game No Man's Sky, it's one of my favorites. Uh, also they game. hyped up just, you know, this incredible game. And then whenever it released, a lot of people were really disappointed. Now, since then, they've released, they've released something like 15 DLCs for the title, and it's met expectations and more. Like I, I give huge props to that team for turning that around. But did they ever recover from a sentiment standpoint? No. And so I, I think it's one of those things that when you are building infrastructure that has millions or billions of dollars that is layered upon it, it's really, really difficult to overcome those scars. You have to be either spending an enormous amount of money, which you may never see uh, return, or um, you have to do something that no one else is doing and provide value to those developers in a unique way. Um, just from my past at Gala, that's something that they did super well uh, in supporting the developers that were building on the chain, right? So I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. I personally don't see it coming back, but that's just me. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, not, not financial advice guys, right? Nothing here. Don't, don't stake any, any, no, claim no on... here. Look, let me tell you financial advice guys. Look, look, go, go out <laughs> look. Okay. We're making a game guys where it's going on Ethereum classic. All right. Here, here, here's the pitch Ethereum. I'm going to build it on Ethereum classic. All right. Everyone's in, right? Sounds Everyone's good. In. Yep. <laughs> Dig or what's a like a digital capital group or something like that just like owns all the supply or whatever it is i don't know uh no but savage let me ask you dude i mean like if you were in sky mavis's position like what do you think they should have done better to maybe not have found themselves where they are i mean aside from letting the second largest i think second largest uh, or maybe the largest? No, was it the wormhole was the largest, or was Ronan the largest? But I don't know. One yeah, of the Ronan two largest, largest hacks. hacks that have ever happened in the history of Ethereum, uh, you know, go down. Yeah, I definitely would have um, had all that secure because you know <laughs> something like that. It's 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 going to be really hard for me to want to put my money on the Ronan network now, or or ever again. And and if I do, it's going to be a, a specific amount to get the the asset that I want, and that's it. No more, no less. 
Um, but even doing that, I'm just going to be skeptical unless they come out with something really, really killer that I would really want to risk my money on. Um, I'm just kind of out on them until um, until they show me something great, you know, and this MOBA does sound really cool, but I still want to see more. I want to see where it goes and how it gets adopted before I jump back in because, uh, you know, the whole uh, fool me once, you know, shame on me, fool me twice or no, fool me, whatever, you know, the saying, right? I, I'm just not gonna shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. There you go. There you go. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little more skeptical with my money, and and I try to keep my crypto as safe as possible. Yeah, man. Especially now, you know, I feel like you got to have everything. The big bags locked up on a hardware wallet, and if that's not the, you know, only not a lot of ammo that could just be spent by a hacker if they take over your stuff. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Sky Mavis, man. Hopefully, like, I would love to see them turn things around and and mm -hmm. have Ronan, like, next bull run, Ronan, it'd be like a top, imagine Ronan a top 10 coin on coin market cap. Like, I mean, okay, so look, it's not going to be a top 10 coin for sure, but it's not going to not, it's not going to not pump, right? Right. So you think about like, it's like, oh man, like, it's just, it's not going mean, to, in a bull market, it's going to, I mean, let's just be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, you know? Is it, is it, does that mean that there's value there? I mean, we see a lot of shit ass coins pumping during a bull market, man. So, yes, yeah, so speaking of shit ass coins pumping, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, I'm sure uh, if you guys didn't see out there, the Twitter goes to the moon. Yeah, no, no, is this, guys, wait, is this the start of the bull run? Or is it not, isn't that like what happened last Doge time? Doge is, is kicking the bull run off again. Yeah, again, <laughs> again. Uh, no, but I, I mean, I don't know. It, maybe things seem to the market sentiment seems to not be super terrible right now. But I mean, you know, no one. I don't have a crystal ball here, so I can't see the future, right? But uh, <laughs> ooh, no, um, no. But I, you know, what what I do know for sure uh, is that you know there will be another bull run at some point, and you know, I think probably Ronan will, like you said, pump because they have Sky Mavis incentivized to do to 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 market it to do so right uh and you know the the addition of uh the of machines arena, well yeah and the additions of the machine arena is the first step for them in this in this you know in moving forward with what they have and what they're gonna plan on doing um so you know i'm sure we'll see them again uh and continuously throughout this next bull run once we get it um but i want to get get your guys opinions on our next topic here uh with a little bit of a spin on a web 2 story uh, that some of you gamers out there might already be familiar with um, that the fact, I mean, it had already not happened for several years, but E3, it was going to be happening again this year and is now officially canceled. Uh, and they can't, you know, well, they didn't come out officially with the statement uh, saying this, but rumors are that <laughs> the main reason that it got canceled again was because uh, first off, they didn't land many of the like big uh, publishers like Nintendo, Ubisoft, uh, like a bunch of these companies already weren't planning on com coming. And basically what happened is a bunch of the other developers and were, were starting to pull out and E3 was like, we're not going to be able to put on a show that we wanted to give you guys. Scrap the whole thing, uh, you know, shut it down, screw it. It's, it's off. Uh, and, you know, I want to get your guys' opinions on why this is, particularly because like, I think a lot of people were excited for it this year. Uh, I know Stash, you, you had a ticket, didn't you? Well, not. I mean, not anymore. Yeah. So, guys, Stash has got not E3. Anymore. It's on eBay. You know, you want to you want a ticket to yeah. E3 2023? Hit hit up Stash's eBay. No, I was I was excited. You know, because this is the first year actually I ever got a media pass. 
So before, like, you know, they, like you said, they, they, because of COVID, they haven't been doing them in the last few years. But this was the first year that I actually applied to get a media pass and I got one. Mm-hmm. Sad. And well, and, and yeah, so in lieu of that happening, uh, we're, we're actually seeing a few other events happening and scheduled for this year uh, in, in kind of a similar uh, theme. We actually have a Web3 native. I mean, we've already had a couple of events happen. We have a dead drop event. We just had uh, Outer Edge NFTLA, which isn't a gaming one. Um, there was something in Spain that just recently happened, a whole tournament, I think. I forget the name of that one. Uh, and now this next one that's going to be coming up is called 3XP, uh, put on by a bunch of the folks over at Community Gaming. I think uh, a, a, a bunch of different people. Community Gaming, um, Community 7 or... I don't know, but one of the main people is community gaming. We love the folks over there. Uh, I want to get your guys' opinions on the, the the possible, you know, advantage that they have now that E3 isn't happening. If some people who are planning on going to that might go to this, uh, Savage. Let me ask you. I mean, do you think like th- like do you think that game development, the big game development companies, are going to continue to stop like putting on these big trade shows and, and pulling out in the way that they did for E3 and in lieu of doing like streams and things like that? Absolutely not. I think this is just like a, a bump in the road. Uh, we know that what we went through the last few years uh, didn't help anybody's situation as far as like, you know, gatherings go. But um, we're going to see things turn around um, probably when the economy actually kind of starts cranking back up in the other direction. I think some companies are just trying to save money so they can survive and and get through. I mean, I think we've, we've all taken a hit, you know, no matter how big or, or small of a fish you are. So um, I think, you know, Comic Cons and things like that will continue. This is just a bump in the road. Maybe E3 just needs to innovate a little more. I know Asmund Gold does like a, a video game thing that he does and showcases games and that goes off and it's just massive. So if he can do it, I don't see why E3 is struggling so hard, but maybe they just need to talk to Asmund Gold. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know. It was the one true Kings event with, I think, wasn't that just a stream too recently or was, I mean, it might've been like a select showing with, you know, a few like, you know, t- tickets to it, but I don't know that it was the same scale that you right. see e3 normally is or something like i don't know I, actually i don't think they've had it i'm not up to date on if they had it or not but like blizzcon i know was like you know blizzcon was like a huge thing like people from around the world came to that shit i mean Absolutely. same with e3 uh same with all these different conferences compared to like you know i think one true kings is like probably a lo- more of a local event and then people tune in for the stream uh which is i think why you know we're probably not going to see so many conferences because it's just so easy and you can involve more people probably by focusing on delivering through a stream compared to wasting a bunch of money on a trade show uh, or, a, or a big conference and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classy, let me ask you, I mean, like, do you think there's an opportunity now that E3 is canceled and, you know, we're probably going to see this this trend continue where, you know, Web2 companies and create or, you know, entertainment companies, I guess, or event planning companies uh, aren't putting on events. Do you think there's an opportunity now for, say, smaller Web3 native uh, events to take their place, like 3XP? Yeah, I mean, I think the answer really lies into the fact that, I mean, there there's a lot of games that don't have proper funding and are, are probably going to fail. But, I mean, there was billions of dollars that came into our industry. We're flooded with money right now. We're, we haven't tapped into too much of it, but it's there. We, like, we know it's there. And I don't know if I can say the same story with the regular gaming companies. I mean, there was a huge flood of money coming into Web3. You even saw the EVE Online stuff. We don't know if they're really excited about Web3 or if they're just excited to tap into the crypto money, right? That's just a question we all have to ask ourselves. 
So 100%, I mean, we're going into it. There's a reason Sony's going into this stuff. There's a ton of money. It's lucrative. It balances both parties out. I'm going to be at the Community Gaming 3XP event. Stash is going to be there. We're all going to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. I, I think the bigger question is whether or not they're even worth doing. Mm -hmm. Because that's a big question. I think in terms of gamers and exposure, probably not worth it. But in terms of getting investors and other gaming companies and partnerships, that's where it's invaluable. Because you can only have so much of a connection with someone in person versus not in person. It's drastically different. So I definitely think that it's going to continue on. Web3 has been always about the whole like wag me community feel. And we've got the money to do it. So if Web2 is not going to do it, we're going to do it for sure. Yeah, so 3XP folks, man, you, you heard it for, right from Classy's mouth. You, that event I'm better be... I'm chilling you, yeah. Yeah, better, better, better <laughs> slap. It better be lit. How much do I pay you, man? How much do <laughs> I pay you? <laughs> we're, uh, we got the, uh, you know, Scrooge McDuck money coming in for uh, 3XP, man. I'm no, looking but, forward to it, yeah. Uh, I mean, you bring up a good point, man, and that's what I wanted to ask you, Rustin, is like, do you actually think there's any... I mean, with Barat, with you know, streaming and things like that and the way communities get together in Discord even today or Twitter spaces. I mean, do you think that there is even still value in having in-person events like like E3? I don't know. <clears throat> I think it really depends on what type of value you're looking to either host or derive from it. So I've been to uh, a few PAX events. I went to GDC last year, uh, a couple of other Web3 events last year as well. Um, the energy that you get at those events, like meeting people in person is unrivaled. Like the connections that you make, the people that you speak to, I've never really derived a ton of value from them from like scoping out games though. Um, and I think that a lot of companies don't really see the value in continuing to expend a lot of dollars in hosting those when they can just go direct so easily. Like look at how popular the Nintendo directs have become. Uh, and they do just an exceptional job because if if I'm a publisher with multiple titles or I have something that I know is going to be a hit, why would I want to share attention with 100 other people? Like I want all of those eyeballs on me, right? In that case, um, Apple did the same with like their own products. They, they host their own keynotes and things like that. And I think that some of the larger players in the gaming industry will start to do that as well. Um, I think it just really depends. It really depends on the uh purpose for going well yeah and i mean i guess tight you know you actually just reminded me uh i you know that we've already seen that too to some degree uh with like in web 3 with galliverse i mean like you said just you know only the spot you know why have share the limelight with a room full of people uh or you know a room full of other projects uh when you could just get everyone in your corner and you know give them all the good stuff direct um, and, you know, I think we'll, that's a good point. And we'll probably start to con or continue to see more of that, uh, particularly with Web2 companies uh, and even more in Web3. But like Classy said, you know, uh, I feel like the the wag, you know, wag me, right? Like everyone likes to get together in Web3 and you got your Internet friends that you've been working with for, you know, like a year now or whatever it's been uh, or, you know, however long you've been working with whoever you're meeting up with uh, at the conference. Uh, and there's just something, you know, special about that normally. Uh, Stash, let me ask you, I mean, like, do you think that, is, is this it for, for E3? I mean, is this it? Like, do, do you think that we're only going to see 
manufacturers or uh, you know publishers doing their own conferences from now on or events or uh, it, you know is there going to be anything like like E3 ever again? I don't know. This is it for E3. I think E3 was already kind of declining, you know, and so this this kind of happens with events that kind of rise up to be the like predominant events after a certain amount of time they start to kind of get stale you know they don't innovate they just kind of keep the same thing coming time and time again and you know people they you get in a rhythm right and that's a dangerous thing as an event producer for a large-scale long-term event like this is getting into this kind of rhythm of just like all right we're doing this every year just like clockwork you know and that does leave a hole for someone new to come in and fill and say yes we're, we, we're gonna do something cool and different we're gonna do it like this and try something else just like what we're seeing here with web3 games right we're not afraid to go and try something new and be successful with it so i do really think that there is an opportunity for someone to fill that gap fill that hole now obviously with covid you know i think that just put a a, a, a pretty big squash on any kind of events you know mm -hmm. during that time so that's a hard thing to come back from being someone who has large-scale event production experience, that's a lot of money and a lot of things that you have to come back from. And, you know, th this could be, you know, something like this, like, because like, you got to think about this. They did start scaling, start doing the event. So it's not like they, you know, just canceled it from the get-go. They were scheduled to be doing mm -hmm. this event here pretty soon. I mean, they're canceling pretty close to the event. So you got to think about all the stuff that they started getting ready and, and deposits and things that they paid and all this stuff. Um, it is significant. So this will be a big blow. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's really hard to say. I, I want to say, oh yeah, they'll come back for sure. It, it, honestly, it could just be this is it, dude. And people, we have to move on. And, and there's something else that takes its place, which happens. End of an era. Well, yeah, end of an era. It has to be. Once again, like I said, you know, I think that there sometimes things just kind of get stale, right? Things have an expiration, and events are the same thing. You know, it's crazy. Games, events, it's very similar. Right? They're very similar types of experiences. So if you're just if you're just creating the same game over and over again, trying to pedal it to the people every year in and out, well, eventually people are just kind of like, yeah, we played this one before. Well, yeah, I mean, death, death. Uh, no one escapes death. Not even E3, right? So who 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 knows if it'll, it'll be coming back this year? Um, you know, I'm sure that even if it doesn't, you know. Well, one, I, I'm sure that 3XP is going to be a great success and that everyone that's going is going to have a great time there. Uh, like Classy said, we're going to have all the, the friends uh, in town. Well, yeah, yeah, and you look at something like that too, and, you know, GDC this year was like a massively Web3 presence. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a huge mm -hmm. Web3 presence at GDC. So would it have been the case, maybe at E3, maybe, maybe not, but I think that, you know, that goes to show you who, who's leading the way. And it's not the companies that are at an E3. Well, yeah, and, you know, I mean, I wonder I wonder what else we'll see pop up in its place. Uh, and I want to give a before, you know, we're running out of time here. But before we do hop off, I want to give a huge shout out to all the agents we have in chat. I mean, like literally the red, mu it's like all mustaches <laughs> in the chat right now. Uh, so it. shout out Gen X, <laughs> shout out True, True, True Ducal, du Ducal, yeah. Savage, you're already. I see you in chat. You're on here with us. <laughs> I know. We, we literally got <laughs> him on here. He's in chat too over there, throwing them emojis. We got Jaxi, <laughs> Forbidden Gods, who just joined. That shout out, Forbidden Gods, for for being in chat with us tonight, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, and then Thanks you guys on the show, man. Thank you for coming out, Savage, Classy, Rustin. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. 
um, you know, for you guys watching, make sure you guys go to the description below. All these guys' channels and socials uh, and links to everywhere that, everywhere that their content comes out, uh, linked in the description below. Go ahead and do us a favor and, and give them a follow and like as well. Um, but that is all we have tonight, folks. This has been another Around the Metaverse. Join us again next week at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on Mondays uh, for next week's episode. But that's it tonight, folks. We out.